When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. Would you like to see God? Now we know, of course, from Scripture that God is a spirit. Uh, you can't see a spirit. <laughs> the Bible even speaks about the invisible God, the invisible things. Uh, but did you know you can see God? Yes, you can see God. How do you see God? You see God perfectly revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. I want to return to the same Scripture uh, we alluded to and touched on briefly in our last study. It's John chapter number 1, and it gives for us one of the great purpose statements for why Jesus came. Uh, let's review for just a second, shall we? Uh, we? We've made a list. I hope you're making the list, and I hope you're enjoying studying it. Somebody may say, do you ever get tired of talking about Jesus? Oh, friend, I never tire of talking about Jesus, and I hope you don't either. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came, we learned, already to save he came to serve. He came to sacrifice. He, he came to fulfill the law. He came to bring division. He came to preach the truth. He came to call sinners to repentance. And then most recently, we learned that he came to give light. But now I want to teach you today that he came to reveal God, literally to pull the curtain back. Uh, that's what the word revelation means, apocalypse is to take the veil away. Let's let a little light in on this subject, all right? So would you like to see God? Look at Jesus. Would you like to hear God? Listen to Jesus. Would you like to know God? You must know Jesus. And how do we know that? John chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Here's one of the great titles for our Lord in this chapter. There are a number of them. Uh, he's, he's the life, he's the light, he's the only begotten son. But I love this one. He is the Word, capital W. Now, we are, we are studying today the written Word of God. But we're referring here to the Lord Jesus by one of his titles. He is the living Word of God. And by the way, the living Word and the written Word always coincide. They always correspond perfectly. If you want to know Jesus, you've got to know him through Scriptures. If you want to understand the Scripture, you've got to know Jesus. Because our Lord Jesus Christ is literally the Word of God. Now, what is a word? A word is an expression of the heart. It is, if I may say, the expression of what you can't see. Uh, you wouldn't know what I was thinking right now, except you were listening to the words coming from my mouth. I couldn't know what you're thinking unless you speak to me and articulate and express it. So a word, uh, in any definition is an expression of thought. It is the articulation of what is within. And when you think of the Lord Jesus as the Word of God, He is the perfect expression of who God is. Paul said He is the express image of the invisible God. Uh, the Apostle Paul in another place said uh, that in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In other words, all of God expressed in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, all of the, the beautiful nature of God revealed in flesh through the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on in the same a chapter to refer to him again 
as the Word. Now, the Bible says in verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Interesting to think of the Word and the world. The Word and the world. Everybody's going to live for either the Word or the world. By the way, how did this world even get created? I'm talking about the physical world that's here by the Word of God. That's how God created. He just spoke. Read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. He spoke the world into existence. But then listen to verse number 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word is God, and now the word is made flesh. This little phrase here where it says he dwelt among us literally was the expression used in John's day and in Jesus' day for the pitching of a tent. You remember uh, many times they would have a tabernacle a temporary dwelling place. They would pitch a tent. That's the word here. Uh, The word came and pitched his tent among us. He pitched his tent next door to us. Isn't that beautiful? God's not a far-off distant God. He's a God who came near to us. Why did he come near to us? To bring us near to him. He came temporarily uh, to, to dwell among us, 33 and a half years on this earth. But why did he come for those years? Why did Jesus come to this earth? For one reason, and that was to reveal God to us. The Bible says, and we beheld his glory. You want to know the glory of God? Look at Jesus. Look at his beauty. Everything you need to know about God, you can see in Christ. Would you like to see the wisdom of God? Listen to our Lord speak. Never man spake like this man. Would you like to see the love of God? Look at him touch lepers. Look at him reach out to the outcast of society that nobody wanted anything to do with. Would you like to know the patience and mercy of God? Look at what the Lord Jesus Christ put up with, his long-suffering, and yet he answered not a word. Would you like to see the power of God? Look at Jesus stand up on the bow of a ship and say, Peace be still, and the wind and the waves obey him. Let him stand in a cemetery and say, Lazarus, come forth, and he does. What is Christ doing? He's revealing in every way the wisdom of God, the love of God, the power of God, the mercy of God. And on and on and on we could go. Take any attribute of God you want to, and you can see it worked out, fleshed out in the Word, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, who John says was full of grace and truth. He repeats that in verse 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus perfectly revealed every aspect, every truth about God to mankind. There was an occasion uh, when uh, one of his disciples, very sincerely, of course, said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. That sounds very spiritual, doesn't it? And Jesus looked at him and said, have you been so long with me that you don't know me? Uh, You want to know the Father? You want to see the Father? Look at me. It was the same principle as what John is explaining here in John chapter number 1. By the way, if you'd like further study, study John chapter 1 alongside 1 John. Because John writes even much later than he wrote the gospel record, and it's the same themes and the same emphasis. What is it people always need? In every nation and in every generation and in every circumstance, people need to know God. 
And the only way to know God is through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad Jesus revealed God to us? And then God wrote it down in black and white to reveal it on the pages of Holy Scripture. We have the living word and the written word to reveal God to us. I, I want to challenge you to do two things today. First, would you receive this revelation? Would you make it your own? Would you say yes to the Lord? Would you make certain you know God in a personal way by putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? And then, uh, would you pray that God would use you to pass this truth along to someone else, to make God known, to share the word of God with them, the scriptures, and the person of Jesus Christ, the message of truth? Uh, the whole world is lost in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. You remember our last study, he came to give light. Well, that light illuminates and reveals who God is. May the Lord help us to make that revelation our own today and then pass it on because that is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Thank you.